Life has a way of throwing unforeseen events and new opportunities our way. At Glover Orndorff and Flanagan Wealth Management, they are dedicated to putting your interests first with a truly personalized approach. They are there to bring confidence to your investment planning choices. Whether you need income production for retirement, 401k guidance, long-term investments, or other financial planning needs, they'll focus on the establishment of a plan tailored to your life's priorities. For more information, call Bill Orndorff, partner with Glover Orndorff and Flanagan Wealth Management today at 321-344-1202. 321-344-1202. Investment products and services are offered through Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Network, LLC. Member SIPC, Glover, Orndorff & Flanagan, LLC is a separate entity from Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Network. Sicario's Gun Shop buy, sell, or trade firearms, purchase Class 3 NFA items, custom builds, gunsmithing and cleaning, Liberty Gun Safes. Sicario's Gun Shop fully supports our military and law enforcement. Visit online at sicariosgunshop.com or in person at 5325 North Wickham Road, Suite 105 in Melbourne, Florida. Sicario's, where you come first for your second. said it twice let's go we are locked and loaded on the shooting straight radio podcast this is all about firearms the second amendment and all things pertaining thereto. and you know me i am royce your host and professor emeritus of second amendment studies pouring it to you from both barrels with 100 percent felt recoil and no suppressor you know it ShootingStraightRadio.buzzsprout.com is where you can catch all of the episodes if you'd like to help uh, uh, sponsor the program for as little as $3 a month. You can do it there. ShootingStraightRadio.buzzsprout.com. That's one website. ShootingStraightRadio.com is another one. You can reach me there, Royce at ShootingStraightRadio.com. And you can catch all of the episodes there. Also, they are auto-loaded there from iHeartRadio. 
So, no excuse for missing the Shooting Straight Radio podcast. Also, catch Rocker and the Redneck. We drop new episodes every Wednesday. Uh, we're just going to start with one a week and branch out later when we get cranking on them. Also, Voice of the Blue podcast. Been introdu- uh, introducing and interviewing some uh, very distinguished uh, people from the law enforcement community. And they have been telling some very riveting stories about their service as police officers. So you don't want to miss that. Also, I want to give a big shout out to all of my listeners in Arizona. Thank you all. I sincerely appreciate each and every one of you. Hey, make sure you share each episode around with other people. Get some more people on the listenership bandwagon. And by the way, Arizona is an open state. What I mean by that is... I don't have a listener retention squad in Arizona yet. One of y'all want to send me an email and uh, be promoted to the head of that listener retention squad. You just let me know. Let's get rolling now. How often do we hear, especially after a spree shooter walks into a gun-free zone and starts mowing people down, We hear that the free exercise of our God-given right to keep and bear arms, yes, arms of war, is somehow contingent upon the deeds of the lawless, Mm -hmm. or upon polls, or other things like that, that are are, uh, polls, especially that are taken in the wake of, and on the heels of such a tragic event, and They're telling us that you don't need these assault weapons. You don't need these AR-15s. When are we going to get tired of all the mass shootings and the mass shooters? And they speak as if the only foregone conclusion is to disarm the entire populace and turn the entire nation into a giant gun-free zone. Well, it's even worse than that in a very sad and tragic sense, where they crow about these mass shooters, they crow about these evil AR-15s, these evil black rifles, and they, you know, pine for gun control, more and more of it. But that's really not what they're trying to do. They're really not trying to... Uh, make anybody safer, especially the people in high places who, uh, what should I say, hand, pull the strings, so to speak, and the people in high places who were trying to tell us we don't need to be armed and tell us that we need to give up our guns and they're going to pass laws that see to it that we do. Yeah, good luck with that. What are you going to do when we all say no? Um, but then you got cases like this one out of Seattle. Now, Seattle is a cesspool. It is a sewer. Uh, It is full of nothing but crime, drug use, and anti-police and anti-authority sentiment, not to mention anti-constitutional sentiment. But one of the things that's been happening in cities like Seattle uh, all around the country is these district attorneys and these attorneys general and even judges on some benches are afflicted with this progressive crap. It's really communism. I don't care what you want to call it, what name you want to give it. It's all communism. And everything they're doing, 
especially in light of assault weapons bans and things like that, is all for the sake of uh, disarming this nation. I mean, you already knew that. But it's also, they want to cause as much confusion and damage in this country as they possibly can. They want to destabilize the country. They want everybody to be fearful. And that's why they're not prosecuting shooters. They're not prosecuting violent criminals. They're not prosecuting people. Matter of fact, this one case out of Seattle, people who commit a mass shooting. Now, you're going to be stunned when you hear the points I bring out of this article. It's an article by Guy Benson, and it's about how a mass shooter has been released in Seattle. Oh, not just released, released without bail. Oh, not just released without bail, no ankle monitor, no nothing. This person is a repeat offender. He's actually a gangbanger who was trying to uh, kill a bunch of rival gangsters when he did what he did. But let's just read the article and see what Mr. Benson has to say about it. He said, apparently a lot of voters will need to learn even more painful lessons about the outcomes of progressive policies before they change their voting patterns. Or maybe they'll just change their voting patterns and simply accept all the harm and failure as a badge of honor. A painful badge of honor, that is. Tribal loyalty above all. Boy, that that speaks volumes there, doesn't it? I know so many people, Republican and Democrat alike, that will defend anything with a D or an R after the name, regardless of if they're wrong or not. I say to heck with both parties. I'm no party affiliate now. I am done with putting my weight behind the Republican Party when they don't act like real Republicans, and I darn sure am not going to lend my weight and support behind the Democrat Communist Party. Back to the article. He said, Seattle seems to be one of the most hopeless cesspools, despite a Republican actually winning a local election on the issue of crime, albeit narrowly against a full-blown police abolitionist candidate who carried 47% of the vote. Can you imagine that? Wow. Well, here is... The actual meat and potatoes of the article is as a King County judge granted pre-trial release to a man accused of killing one person and shooting six others in the January 2020 mass shooting in downtown Seattle. Mr. Tolliver, oh, I I stand corrected. He does have to wear an ankle monitor. I misspoke there. Tolliver will have to wear an ankle monitor as he goes to live with his grandmother before the trial next month. He did not have to post bail. Instead, he just had to promise to return to court. Oh, yes, that's it. We can take him at his word. And, of course, he'll never cut the ankle monitor off or nothing like that either. No. He's a fine young man, an honest young man, and we can take him at his word. (laughs) Wow. The King County Prosecutor's Office argued that Tolliver should have remained in jail. Okay, at least that's not uh, as progressive a prosecutor's office as we've seen in some places, like Gascon out there in L.A., but apparently the King County Prosecutor's Office uh, couldn't, persuade the leftist judge sitting on the bench 
Um, the King County Prosecutor's Office made this statement. If you are charged with murder in the first degree and six counts of, felony, of uh, aggravated assault in the first degree and have shot victims at random, you absolutely should be reasonably held in jail. And that's what we argued for, said Mr. McNeth- McNerthney. That McNerthney, wow, what a name. Uh, he is the guy from the prosecutor's office. The seriousness of the crimes he is accused of, alongside the randomness of the shootings, make him a risk to society, according to McNerthney. Prosecutors are also concerned by Tolliver's pattern of behavior. McNerthney said that Tolliver has a history of violating court orders and illegally possessing guns. What could possibly go wrong? Prosecutors believe Tolliver was shooting at a rival gang member when he randomly hit bystanders downtown. Oh, my word. Okay, even if this was not a mass shooting, it was a shooting nonetheless. Why is someone who committed an act of first-degree murder against one person let alone attempted murder of six others. How is it that they're supposed to be trusted to return to court on their own recognizance, be trusted to not cut the ankle monitor off, be trusted to not go find another gun and do more bad things with more guns that he will buy off the street, of course. Wow. I mean, are you, are you grasping this? But no, the answer is to disarm all of the good people. Yes. The, 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 the answer is to not let good people carry guns. And if they do, they have to go through heavy licensing procedures and everything else. Yes, that's what passes for public safety these days. Not actually putting bad people who shot six people in jail and keeping them there until their dadgum trial. Well, not only that, um, he was a, oh, this guy was released as a Wednesday last week, pending trial and no bail. Well, Mr. Benson continues with this article. He said, meanwhile, in Chicago, a police officer was murdered this week. And well, guess who the alleged shooter was? Well, somebody else who had a long rap sheet and kept getting let out of jail, apparently. Let's read it. A Chicago police officer was killed Wednesday in a close range. By the way, the same Wednesday that this bad guy, the other bad guy in Seattle was let out of jail. In a close-range exchange of gunfire with a man while investigating a domestic altercation in Gage Park, officials said. The 18-year-old man who allegedly shot the officer received a gunshot wound to his head and remains hospitalized in critical condition. Well, you know, at this point, I'm kind of hoping the hospital is not successful. Oops, did that slip out? Yeah, it did. CWB Chicago has learned that the 18-year-old was arrested last summer after police said he and two other people ran from a car that had just been used in a shooting. You see the pattern here? When criminals are not held in jail and held accountable when they're smacked on the wrist for killing people with firearms and released back out on their own recognizance with just nothing but an ankle monitor on, uh, how 
Does anyone suppose that that will not destabilize a society? When you're punishing criminals, but yet tightening the screws on the law-abiding public, why do you think they're doing that? Hmm? Listen, whenever they do something like this, they're, they're, they're doing this to create a power vacuum that they can step in on. They can say, whoa, we got to step in and get heavy-handed now. That's it. Everybody's turning their guns in. Law-abiding citizens and criminals alike, that's it. Everybody's getting, everybody's getting locked down. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what they're shooting for, by the way, pun intended. The Cook County State's Attorney's Office rejected felony charges against him. Why? Around 4.45 p.m. Wednesday, four officers responded to a call of a man chasing a woman with a gun in the 5200 block of South Spalding during a domestic altercation, police said. Officers saw the 18-year-old man running from the scene. They chased after him. Uh, the statement said that the 18-year-old fired his weapon striking the officer multiple times, and the officer returned fire, striking the man in the head. Police recovered the man's handgun at the scene, according to Chicago Police Department. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. You know, just last summer, that same suspect who's laying there in critical, critical condition from a head wound from a cop he killed... You understand that he was uh, accused and charged, or actually the the, uh, the police detectives wanted him charged with aggravated battery by discharging a firearm, aggravated unlawful use of a weapon, criminal, criminal trespass to a vehicle, but the state's attorney's office rejected those charges. They left the man uh, facing only a single count, a single misdemeanor, account of resisting police, according to the records. And the judge in that case released him on his own recognizance and the prosecutors dropped the misdemeanor charge in November, according to court records. And just a few months later, here it is. He's murdered a police officer. Oh, but the answer is to Take away the guns of the law-abiding citizens. Yes, the, the answer is to uh, force law-abiding citizens to show good cause in places like Chicago and Seattle if they want to carry a firearm. Yes, the, the obvious answer to brain-dead communist brain jackasses is to make things tougher on the lawful citizens than actually on the criminals themselves. Yes, that's got to be the answer. Yes, the answer couldn't possibly be we actually allow lawful American citizens in every inch of the country to freely exercise the right to keep and bear arms, the right they were born with, so they don't have to get the state's permission to defend themselves against scumbags like the one in Seattle and the one in Chicago. Yeah, you know, I tell you what, with enough armed citizens on the streets, this kind of stuff would stop very quickly. Violent crime would dissipate practically overnight. I absolutely assure you that's the case. But you know, some people just don't like the fact that here in Florida, 
we're about to not have to ask permission from the state to carry a concealed firearm anymore. And oh my goodness, the Giffords group, oh, they're trotting out their professionals now. They're trotting out their poster children for gun control. They already trotted out that Marine Corps guy who claimed that an AR-15 would cut a person in half after he got, you know, exposed for what he was. Oh, now they've got another one who is a Marine veteran. And he says, I don't support Florida's constitutional carry. When we come back after this brief break, I will introduce you into this dumbass extraordinaire And we'll hear his comments along with the comments of your humble host. Don't go anywhere. We've got more to go here on the Shooting Straight Radio Podcast. Stick around. As many of you know, I, your host, am a firearms instructor, and I run all of my firearms training business through shootingclasses.com because it simply doesn't make sense to try to do it all myself. With automated roster creation when students sign up, payment processing and automated emailing to your students reminding them of the class date and time, it simply doesn't make sense to try to do all of that by yourself. Get signed up with shootingclasses.com today and take a big load off yourself. Shootingclasses.com Counter-Strike Tactical is the best little gun store in Melbourne and proud sponsors of the Shooting Straight Radio Podcast. Visit us at 1008 Strawbridge Avenue and see the custom AR builds by Anthony Vallejo, owner and combat veteran, plus go-to weapons brand rifles, AR-15, AK-47s, handguns, ammo, tactical rifle accessories, and more. Anthony also offers laser engraving and serifos. So stop in at 1008 Strawbridge Avenue and visit the best little gun store in Melbourne. Or call 321-499-4949 and tell Anthony that Roy sent you. WJS Guns in North Merritt Island is where you need to go for all of your outdoor needs. Firearms, ammunition, accessories, holsters, body armor, fishing tackle, and much more. WJS Guns also offers blue label pricing for law enforcement officers on multiple firearms brands. And above all, WJS Guns offers friendly, exceptional service to everyone, especially to ladies and first-time gun buyers. For more information, check them out at WJSGuns.com and tell them Royce sent you. And welcome back to the program. Huge thank yous to my sponsors, keeping this program rolling for nine years now. It's downloaded in 50 countries and in 1,600 American cities now, almost 1,600, not quite, but it's getting there. And that's all thank you to all of you, my listeners and the fine sponsors of this program. Thank you all. Right before the break, I told you I'd be telling you a story about a young man who does not want permitless carry here in Florida. He lives in Miami, and he is a Marine veteran. 
and he wrote an opinion for the Giffords Group, and you can find it at the Giffords uh, website. I'm not sure of the exact address. Just Google Giffords, and you'll see his article there. Apparently, he's become a shill for them. They love trotting out veterans, uh, only the ones, of course, that agree with them, and then they will educate them. And a lot of what I'm reading in here sounds exactly like something that would come out of the deceitful couple known as the Giffords Mouse. Now, here's the article, and it's by one Albert Schubert Fontes. Albert Schubert Fontes. And he says, I'm a Marine veteran and I don't support permitless carry. First of all, Mr. Fontes, I know far more Marine veterans who do support it than you. Okay? Than people like you, I should say. So what about that? Does that have any weight in your mind? I mean, you're obviously using your weight and your credibility as a Marine veteran to leverage it against the permitless carry going through the Florida State Legislature right now. Well, I know a bunch of Marine veterans who absolutely do support it. So do they outweigh you? I ask rhetorically, of course, because the answer is yes. And not because there's more of them than you. You might be able to even find more Marine veterans just like you that agree uh, with you uh, against me. It doesn't matter. What makes those who do support it correct is that they are constitutional in their thinking and you are not. And there's a lot of hyperbole and crap in this article and it's downright silly in some areas. I'm going to go on uh, and go ahead and throw this out here for you too. I looked up Mr. Albert Schubert Fontes. Uh, well, you weren't exactly Mr. Recon Marine Badass. You weren't really one of the uh, pipe-hitting snake eaters. You, sir, were a computer technical specialist in the Marine Corps. Now, that's not diminishing your service, but it is diminishing you intellectually speaking and diminishing your opinion. You, sir, were a computer technical specialist you were not even in the well. Yeah, I know you're a rifleman. All Marines are supposed to be all Marines are supposed to be riflemen, but you uh, apparently I don't, I'm not sure what happened to you in there besides the fact that you were more engrossed in your computer technical skills than anything else. But he says we don't need a Wild West shootout. We need public safety in Florida. I'm a Marine veteran. I support the Second Amendment. No, you don't. I believe in responsible gun ownership. Well, yeah, well, I'm a lawful responsible citizen who's been carrying a loaded pistol for almost 40 years, and you seem to be implying that I and my fellow keepers and bearers do not believe in responsible gun ownership because we demand to not be charged a fee to freely exercise a right we were born with. Is that what you're implying? Is that it? I mean, you're obviously a shill for the Giffords group, so I'm imagining that's what this is. That's what the implication is, because they claim to have a bunch of gun owners who claim we're responsible gun owners, implying, of course, that people that don't agree with us are irresponsible gun owners. Yeah, he continues, Mister Fontes. 
When I joined the Marines, we had a full month of firearms training before we fired even a single bullet on the range. Good. That's the way it's supposed to be. There are extremely strict standards for handling a loaded weapon. Are you implying that those standards don't exist outside the Marine Corps? Are y'all catching some of the implications here? He said it's a long process and with good reason. Those standards prevent accidents and misuse. Well, once again, sir, we practice those standards also. Yep, many of us who were never Marines have been practicing those standards long before you were a gleam in your daddy's eye or a Marine boot, okay? He said, I was even selected to train others at boot camp and made sure everyone was qualified at all times. Okay, well, guess what there, Mr. Fontes? I and millions of my fellow keepers and bearers train regularly with our firearms, and I personally have been training for 35 years, seriously training, not just standing on a static line. So who the heck are you telling me that I'm insufficiently trained? Who who are you to tell me that? Because you had, what, a few months at boot camp and then went to go play with computers? I'm far more serious about firearm training than you'll ever live to be, apparently. He continues, it's just common sense to require training, licensing, and a background check before someone can carry a loaded gun in public. It is? Well, the training part I maybe could agree with as long as it's not the state mandating it. Um, But how is it common sense to demand licensing and a background check to freely exercise a right you were born with? Did you go through that before you wrote this article? And why is it that you elitist types, you presume that no civilians ever seek out training before they carry a firearm in permitless carry states? Why do you assume that? You don't just assume it, you presume it. It's almost like it's a foregone conclusion and we're just a bunch of idiots walking around and it's a miracle that we're not all dead. Yeah. He says, that's why I oppose Governor DeSantis' effort to allow nearly anyone to carry a gun in public, no questions asked. In the military, there was a, there's a respect and reverence for our weapons. Ooh. You revered your weapons, did you? Okay. He said, we know how powerful they are, how much damage they can cause. Okay, well, we know that too. Why is it you feel like we don't know that, that we don't know how powerful weapons are? Hmm? He said, in combat, would that be computer combat? In combat, you want to be 100% sure that your fellow Marines know what they're doing. I would be more concerned that I knew what I was doing more than my fellow Marines. But anyway, why, why would we have looser standards for civilians on our streets in Florida? Okay. Um, because it's a right that we have to keep and bear arms, and we already seek out far more training than the state of Florida even demands. What makes you believe 
that we lowly civilians, us lowly civilians who were never Marines, what makes you think we don't have the same respect for the power of firearms that you do? Hmm? He said, right now, you want to carry a loaded gun in public, you need to go through training. Oh, oh what, 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 really? Here in Florida? What kind of training? Hmm? Oh, and I know the answer to this question because I am someone who teaches the Florida Concealed Carry Permit class. Uh, the majority of the class is verbal orientation. Did you know that, Mr. Uh, Fontes? It's verbal. Yes, verbal orientation. They're sitting in front of me. I'm talking to them. They ask me questions, I respond with answers. You know how much shooting is actually required? You know how much shooting training? Do you understand that no one is required to go through gun training in Florida? Did you know that, sir? I, I mean, I ask rhetorically. Obviously, you didn't know it because you're writing stuff here that, that you're completely ignorant about. And this is what really pisses me off about ignorant people like you, Mr. Fontes. You throw your opinion out there as if it's so weighty and so needy and so necessary. Oh, I'm a Marine veteran. My words will carry weight. Not if they're based and marinated in your ignorance, Mr. Fontes. And you are an ignorant man. Did you really study any of this out before you started throwing your opinion out here? You want credibility for your opinion when it's marinated in ignorance? Right now, if you want to carry a loaded gun in public, you need to go through training, an enhanced background check, and get a license. These steps ensure that people who don't know what they're doing with the gun don't pose a threat to you in lying at Publix, walking through your neighborhood, or at a crowded tailgate with a few too many drinks. Those standards do no such thing, sir. Those steps, those requirements do no such thing. The only thing that keeps people from shooting other people is an inner moral code. So, I'd like for you, Mr. Fontes, to point to any such incidents that you just described, like a threat in line at Publix, or walking through your neighborhood, or a crowded tailgate party with a few too many drinks. I want you to point to any such incidents in any of the 25 permitless carry states here in America. We'll wait. And while you're trying to find that, yeah, I, I'm going to keep going. He said, but for some reason, Governor Ron DeSantis is throwing his weight behind a proposal to eliminate those basic public safety measures. Oh, yeah. Ah, public safety measures, huh? Licensing is a public safety measure, really? What Mr. DeSantis is actually doing, Mr. Fontes, is he's wanting to eliminate the infringement and the indignity that the present licensing scam is. He said it's a really dangerous idea. Think about it. No license. No training. 
no questions asked. A criminal could carry a gun in public and the police wouldn't be able to ask them to show a license because doing so would supposedly be a burden to law-abiding citizens. What? Do you really think that that's true? Is this one of your fanciful suppositions, Mr. Fontes? Huh? Do you think that the police will go, oh, well, yeah, well, we, he's got a record a mile long, but uh, we, we, we can't ask him for a permit. We can't ask him if he has a gun on him. Oh, they absolutely can. They most certainly can, sir. They can ask you, are you carrying a firearm? If they ask me, the answer is always, heck, yeah. Do you think the criminals are going to be honest about it? You think the criminals are still, you think the criminals are going to be allowed to carry guns? That felons who are presently barred from owning and carrying a firearm are suddenly going to be allowed to with the passage of this law. That is exactly where you're going with this. So he says, um, what it does is give free reign to people convicted of violent crimes while the law looks the other way. No, it certainly doesn't. That is a lie. That's a fallacy. It's a farce. You didn't do your research, sir, and now you want your opinion to be regarded with credibility. It ain't. He says, and the only way to tell a bad guy with a gun from a good guy with a gun, after it's too late. We should make sure that people with a violent criminal history aren't allowed to carry a gun in our public spaces. One more time, jackass, they're not, and they won't be allowed once people stop to have once people stop having to lease their right back from the state. My goodness, son. Apparently the Marines didn't teach you too much. They didn't teach you critical thinking, that's the problem. And this is exactly why ignorant people like you should never pontificate on issues that you know so little about. Permitless carry does no such thing. I tell you what, this is ridiculous. This to show you how clueless you are about your subject matter, sir. Do you understand that criminals are already carrying guns without permits? That's what they do. That's why they're called criminals, sir. They don't care about the law. They know they're not supposed to have a gun, but they've got them anyway, and they're carrying them in spite of not being allowed to. Changing the law in favor of the rights of the people will not in the least, sir, enable criminals to carry, quote unquote, legally. He says, I don't want to live in, in the wild west. My grandpa loved John Wayne movies, and I'd watched them growing up. Everyone was armed, and it was a disaster. Wait, 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 wait. Really? Wait, just time out here. Are you saying, sir, that based on movies that you watched as a child, people in Florida should not freely exercise their God-given rights without the state's permission? Are you really, really you, you, I'm reading, you wrote it, sir. Are, is that really what you believe? That because you saw movies that portrayed a very fictitious uh, version of what the Wild West was really all about, therefore, the people of Florida here should not exercise their right without first having to pay the state for it.
Wow. He said people would draw their weapons and shoot for no good reason, like over a card game. That might sound like hyperbole, but imagine... Okay, you understand that hyperbole is imagination, right? I don't want to sound like this is uh, this might sound like hyperbole, but imagine, in other words, here's a hypothetical scenario. Imagine some guys at a bar watching the game and they get into an argument. If this bill passes, fist fights will turn into gunfights. Really? Is it happening now? I mean, people are already carrying guns. Uh, even the permitted people. What do you think the permit keeps people's morality in check? You think the fact that because they had to go through the state to lease their right back, that this same thing would never happen? Is that really? Well, it ain't happening now. Why do you think it's going to happen when we don't have to lease our right back? Hmm. And by the way, again, feel free to share any reports of such things happening in all of the permitless carry states. Start with Vermont. They've had a, they've had constitutional carry since the, the Constitution, since the founding of our nation. Your scripted idiocy here, sir, is indeed hyperbole and some pretty dadgum ignorant hyperbole at that. He said, we need a real safety plan, not Wild West shootouts in Miami. <sighs> yeah, more hyperbole. Permitless carry is a threat to our public safety, and I wanted to let people know about it. Well, in so doing, you let them know about how ignorant you are, too. He said, gun ownership is a right that comes with responsibilities. Well, I totally agree. All rights come with great responsibilities. And as a matter of fact, the freedom of speech comes with great responsibility. And this article is a very fine exhibition of just how irresponsibly you have exercised that right. And again, he wants us to imagine. Imagine a police officer arriving at the scene of a good guy intervening. Well, it has happened. As a matter of fact, a couple times, and more than, actually more than a few times, the good guy with the gun was intervening to help a cop. Two guys with guns drawn. Which one's the bad guy? Well, I tell you what, it ain't going to matter. The cop is not going to try to figure out who the good guy is. Any cop worth his salt is going to put both of them on the ground, prone them out, and figure it out later. But right when he pulls up and there's people with guns, you're both getting proned out. And if you swing your gun towards the officer, well, you're obviously the bad guy, and you're going to get smoked. There. That was easy. Glad to help you out there, Mr. Fontes. He said, there's nothing in the Constitution that says we need to allow every Tom, Dick, and Harry to carry a loaded pistol with no training or first making sure they're not a violent criminal. Uh, yeah, more hyperbole. First of all, Mr. Fontes, yes, the Constitution does indeed say that the right of the people, which includes all people named Tom, Dick, and Harry, to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Do you know what the word infringed means, O oh, virtuous one? Second, once again, violent criminals are already carrying guns, okay? Yeah. Third, 
Giving the state any power over the free exercise of our rights is infringement. You keep belaboring that no training assertion. You keep making out like, oh, you civilians just aren't trained. And without a, a state permission slip mandating it, well, then you just don't have the right to carry. You keep making that assertion. But the truth is, we lowly civilians already seek out training without a mandate from the state. As a matter of fact, those of us who carry firearms daily actually train far more than the average police officer, like it or not. And, again, I say, there is no training requirement here in Florida. I hate to shock you with that, but there is no firearms training requirement. The only thing I'm required to do to satisfy the requirements of the state of Florida for the Florida uh, carry permit is to witness my trainee, my student, shooting down, you know, basically shooting a few shots downrange. It could be one shot and it would satisfy the state's requirement, Mr. Fontes. You didn't know that, though, obviously, because or otherwise you wouldn't have written this crap. Uh, yeah. He finishes by saying Governor DeSantis isn't proposing a repeal of driver's licenses. Why? Because people who don't know what they're doing with a motor vehicle pose a threat to public safety. It makes no sense to repeal Florida's existing training and permitting requirements for carrying a concealed loaded gun in public. It's the same thing. No, it's not. There's more of your ignorance dribbling out of your mouth again. Driving, sir, is a privilege. Bearing arms is a right. Cars pose a greater danger to public safety on a daily basis than firearms do, sir. Yeah, because they're large chunks of motorized metal constantly moving around other large chunks of motorized metal at varying speeds, and the chances of being badly injured or killed by a vehicle are much higher than being shot. But again, you're comparing a privilege to a right here, Mr. Fontes. What's worse is you're very ignorant about the thing that you're defending. You're defending Florida's permitting scheme, by, and it's all based on what you claim is a training requirement. There is no firearms training requirement here in Florida now. So what's the problem here, Mr. Fontes? Besides the fact that you're probably, oh, I'd be willing to bet you're getting some money from the Giffords group, or maybe you just want to volunteer uh, your Marine veteran status for um, you know, the sake of fighting against the right to keep and bear arms. But no, sir, you started your little diatribe by saying, I support the Second Amendment. No, you don't. You don't even understand the Second Amendment. You have no idea about the Second Amendment. My strong recommendation, sir, is that you start listening to Shooting Straight on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate you hanging with me on this episode of Shooting Straight. I will catch you on the next one. You don't want to miss it. And some hilarity about the ATF and other things, which we'll be getting into then. So I'll catch you on the next episode. Keep your powder dry. Keep your head on a swivel. And never forget, incoming rounds always have the right of way. Royce out. Second Amendment University. Class dismissed.